What is going on, tribe? It's your boy Clef, and this is episode 8 of the Social African Show. You already know it's the Social African Show, where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today, we've got none other than my sister. Udwak Udondem is in the building, tribe. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what is going on, Udwak? How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, me. I'm good. Thank you for checking in. Are you ready to rock? I am ready. Let's rumble. Let's go. For those that don't know, Udwak Udondem is a birth doula. She's an Avigo practitioner and a pregnancy massage therapist based in London. She offers birth doula support to expecting mothers and couples in preparation for labour and birth. Udwak is passionate about encouraging women to embrace their changing bodies so they can thrive and heal during the challenging periods of pregnancy all the way through to childbirth. Udwak, I've given the tribe a little bit about you. Take it away. Tell us a bit about your personal life and your African heritage as well. Oh, gosh. Um, thank you. Well, I am based in London. I was actually born in Ghana. And when I was around two, three years old, my family traveled and settled in the UK, London. And I've been here ever since. I grew up in Northwest London and... Um, my background is actually art and design. I was very creative, still am very creative. And um, my my moment really was, you know, having my first son. And just the whole insight of birth really was very powerful for me. Um, it wasn't until I had my second son that I really felt the need to really want to share this information with other women. Um, I actually had a home birth, which was very empowering for myself. And I really wanted to share the knowledge that women could have a natural home birth and an enjoyable one like I did. So my journey into becoming a birth doula started from there. Wow, <laughs> that is awesome. And how many children have you got? I have three children, three children, two plus one, two boys and one girl. Um, two teenagers. Yeah, 16, 13 and two. And you mentioned being born in Ghana. Do you know whereabouts you were born? I was born in Accra. I was oh, born in wow. Accra. So it was actually, my the story goes that my dad is a diplomat. So he was either going to be, had a choice of being posted either in Australia or Ghana. And my oldest sister said, no, God, Australia's too far. Go for Ghana. So I could have been an Australian person, you know, residing down under. But um, yeah, I was born in Accra. And um, from there, my dad resided here in London. Nice. And where are your parents from? Aquaibum. So we're from... Um, Ona. So yeah, they're they're from Akwaibom. And that's the south south of Nigeria. Yes. I haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> oh wow. But at least you've been, you know. I've so. been, yes, definitely have been. I've been a few times. Um yeah, I've been. I love the place. That's grand. Thanks for taking us there. Because we like stories, you see. So um, you're starting off on the right foot telling stories. You talked about what you do with the birth massaging and the uh, Vigo stuff. W- which of these is your area of expertise right now? Right now, I'm focusing on womb health. Birth doula is really kind of working with a, a mother who's getting ready to have a baby. So that could be done 
on a monthly basis. So I try not to overload myself simply because I've just had a baby myself. She's two years old and motherhood is ultimately my first priority. So it's just striking that balance. But um, right now, I'm really kind of focusing on the womb health and awareness. That's interesting. And you, you, I think you touched on it earlier with the birth of your second child. What Was it that that made you think, I want to go out and help other women? What, what was it that you know, made you think I need to do this to help other women? It was really just my birth preparation. Um, with my first son, I really don't like hospitals. The idea of having a baby in hospital really didn't make any sense to me. And it was, um, I had a wonderful doctor who really gave me insight on birth centers. So 16 years ago, birth centers were very, very few um, around London. And he told me, because he kind of understood my viewpoint he showed me um the option of having a, my baby at a birth center which was more um a home away from home I it was see. a very comfortable location it felt very homely not very medicalized which i didn't feel very comfortable in and um i had my son there the second time i was a lot more confident um in myself to have the baby at home and you know sometimes mostly it's not really that heard of or accepted to have the baby at hospital you know at home why you know why would you want to have the baby in hospital um, at home what if this happened and what if that happened and you know the doctor's not here so it wasn't very taken well by my family but it was something that I was very passionate and wanting to do and my preparation for that was really about changing my mindset and building my conf- um, confidence and really just settling my my home as my nest really and um the home birth was very empowering and i just felt wow you know women can have the same as well you know and that's how i learned about the role of a doula it was either me becoming a midwife but the midwife was still very medicalized for me. And when I heard of the word of a doula, it was exactly, it really just exploded because it was, yeah, it was very holistic. Um, it can combine other um, contemporary therapies such as massaging, homeopathy, which I used in my pregnancy. And, um, and it was also very flexible. Um, so that's why... And from then, I just kind of zoomed into training as a doula and my journey started, you know. So I support women wow. in birth, home birth settings, in um, birth center settings and in hospital. And also I have supported women who have um, prepared for cesareans or a cesarean has had to happen um, unplanned. So really the role of a doula is to support um, the expected mother in her preparation on the birth that she envisioned and um, it's not really kind of giving them a set of how you should birth it's just making them feel confident making them feel very empowered within themselves and that they can have the birth they want and just giving them um, information that can help them her and her husband partner and family make better informed decisions on the birthing process so it's really about empowering them to know that they have more options and you know it's about really letting them listen to their inner voice and inner being that's crazy because when you say your service is a holistic service it actually is yeah it's also something that our grandmothers our great-grandmothers it's a very cultural practice that is still happening today so my my grandmother you know 
and my great grandmother have been in a doula role setting. It's really the term the doula actually is a German word which means um handmaiden. But really it's about mothering the mother. It's it's if you look in from a cultural perspective, it's women supporting women, bringing them into this journey and this rites of passage of motherhood and we're really just there holding them um even just holding them with their, our hands just giving them that kind of feminine um support it sounds like it keeps you busy now how do you juggle sort of the family life and work life is there a tool a tip or a tactic that you use to get ahead being a doula and the work i do has taught me to really focus on my health because if I'm not focusing on my health then I can't give that better service to women so over the years I've learned what works for me the importance of resting the importance of health um, I've just become a lot more mindful about that and um, and it's helped me grow as a female as a mother <laughs> you know it's helped me grow in that way and understand myself my body my feminine energy um, yeah it just helped me grow that's crazy because there's one thing you touched on there that I want the tribe to actually hold on to and get value from, actually looking after yourself. Because um, I, I, I'm guilty of that, just working and working and not sleeping and not eating properly and not exercising properly. It's just if you're going to be in the entrepreneurship game for the long run, you must look after yourself. It's a point that you touched on and I really want us to hold on to and get value from. You need to look after yourself. And you think that helps you get ahead? Definitely. Indeed. It sounds like you're getting on top of things, which is a place that everyone, every entrepreneur is um, looking to be. Um, talking about the entrepreneurship game, Udrak, you know how it is. It's up and down sometimes, left, right and center most times. Yes. Um, take us to a point where you consider as your lowest entrepreneurial moment. Tell us the story. You know, I would just say my physical um, changes in, I would just say, I think pregnancy was, was a bit of a challenge um, right. because, you know, one of the services I do mobile is just going to the pregnant women. And I think that was a bit of a challenge for me to be seen as a pregnant woman going to massage a pregnant female. And it's like, <laughs> how is that going to work? You know, um, but yeah, I think that was one. And just kind of finding the balance of also working as a doula. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know when are you going to see your children. You don't know, you know, how it works. And sometimes you've just got to let go and trust that everything will fall into place. And it usually does. I've had births where I, I've dropped the children off, um, gone to the hospital, and it's just worked out. And I pick up the children. It just seems to work in order perfect order and i think what i've learned as an entrepreneur is you just have to trust the process the work i do is not based on i don't i don't control it a hundred percent it's about just trusting the process and that's what i'm also there to teach my women and the women i work with it's just trusting and but you have to be present and grounded trust the process. Mm. There's so much value in that. There's so much we can take from that. Now, you touched on the cultural side of the whole doula and looking after pregnant women and nurturing mm. them and having home births. You talked about your grandmother uh, being an influence as well. When did it occur to you 
that this is something that you could do as a business and build a brand around. When did you get the light bulb moment? I think it was about three or four weeks after my son was born. You know, my son was on my shoulder and a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in like years, we called each other, I think maybe about six months into our pregnancy oh hi guess what I'm pregnant oh my god I'm pregnant as well and we were supporting each other through the journey and my son was born first and her daughter was born three weeks after and it was just me supporting her um, it was her first child and it was just me supporting her through her process and it just everything you know I don't know all I can think of is fireworks you know exploding like this is what I want to do and I actually was um, a friend of mine was on a radio local radio show and he had a guest who was a doula and when I heard about what she did I was like this is it this is what I want to do I want to do this I you know I called him can I get to speak to her what's her name you know I called her I literally just just jumped in her face and like this is my name this is what I want to do you know can you be my mentor etc etc that's super interesting because you actually told the story and you talked about the steps you took to get there when you had that fire in your belly that fire in your back you're hearing your voice <laughs> it's like you you relive the moment again just now it's like wow yeah I remember <laughs> that's awesome I think when you're young you you just uh-huh. dive into things without thinking about yes. it as you get older you process it and you realize can I shan't I and it's like no just do it from speaking to you i i gather that you're someone who takes action and i think that's contributed to your success because everything you've said you've actually taken steps to achieve um which is awesome i I hope the tribe can take away from that taking action is crucial to um to success really it is i think it's just it's really kind of knowing what it is that you want and Mm -hmm. but then you know, because my work is about providing a service, it's about sharing this information. So I think with most healing work or practices, there's a saying, you know, in order to become a teacher, you must become a student. So you know, sometimes the experiences that you share are the experiences that you go through. But then it takes you, you meet different women with different experiences and you realize we're all connected. So one thing I've learned about all the work I do is that no matter where you're from, we go through the same emotions, the same feeling. We're all connected in one way or another. And that's just amazing. You know, birth, you know, when you're going through that process, I I feel them, you know, I understand what they're going through. Or I can just give them as much support just to help them process it as best as they can. That is super deep. Now, um, what is one thing that you're working on right now that's got you buzzing? Ooh, well, I've just, <laughs> um, in July, I did my first womb wellness workshop, which oh, wow. was, yeah, the build up to that was really amazing, you know nerves going up and down exploding but you know the actual it was a two-day workshop I did in northwest London you know just the feedback from the women who attended and um, the work itself and it was something I've been thinking about for a good couple of years and finally just felt okay I'm gonna do it now and I, I did it I planned it and it was very very successful now I've just announced another date in October for another one and um, I'm looking forward to to a collaboration of women sharing learning understanding and embracing their womb and just loving their womb space really it's all about loving their womb space and understanding 
the womb space in terms of menstrual health, in terms of how to really self-care. So self-care we talked about it's really important but there's so many levels of self-care that we have to be aware of and and just implement into our daily lives and that's what I'm going to be really teaching them on um, self-care practices for womb health and wellness. And when in October is that? It's October the 14th Okay. and um, Saturday so it's one day um, mm-hmm. it's going to be an all-day event um, so much is happening I'm going to be talking about like I said menstrual health and awareness um, the good the bad and ugly about our menstrual cycle a lot of women may have different or not so very good experiences about menstrual cycle you know society really doesn't give a very good picture about our periods and you know it makes it very gives a sense of shame or um, dirtiness about it but really and truly this is just far from what it is it's natural huh it's not it's a natural process but there's so many elements in your cycle that you know once you really understand that you'll actually really begin to love and embrace it and it really it's the it's the foundation for who you are as a female it's a foundation in terms of fertility it's a foundation in terms of creativity um our womb is really such a powerhouse um different cultures terms it differently and understands the the power behind um the womb you know they say it's the universe um where fertility creation comes through not only physically in the form of of giving birth but our creative um elements our creative um essence comes through there so it's about women tapping into it and a lot of the um conditions that a lot of women dis- experience Within the womb, fibroids, endometriosis, heavy bleeding um, is due to, due to imbalances and disease, and it's really teaching women um, how to work and eliminate these and understand why these conditions happen and work with them and learn to heal themselves. So my motto has always been that we have the we have the power to heal ourselves. It's just through knowledge and understanding and application. So women really need to understand that how they see themselves how they feel about themselves can change and which will enhance their their womanhood their womb power the womb energy and so that work you know the workshop is really about that so you know women out there if you really want to make a change or you feel that there's something that you really need to um, add into your life into your self-care practice this is a really good start and it's going to help with the, the younger generation of women you know the girls the teenagers um, it's it's really about bringing change like I said there's a movement out there of women and we know that things have to change and we're making that change awesome and that's October the 14th I'll link it up on the show notes as well that's grand Thank you. <laughs> no worries with work now let's take you through to the lion's den <laughs> okay oh. i know <laughs> are you ready to enter the lion's den <laughs> oh let's go let's go let's, let's go. do it it's it's six quick fire questions i'll throw them at you and as you answer them you just put the lions to sleep as we go all right so we'll start with the first one which is what is the best african saying you've ever heard I would say is, is I think it's Sankofa. If you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know where you're going. I think that's the saying. So, and I think that really stays present to me. You know, growing up in in England, you know, I've I've got this very unique name. I'll say it 
in this way, but, you know, Rollback in my teens, I wouldn't say it was a unique name. It's just a very different name. You know, it's not normal, you know, um, and it made me stand out, which I didn't like. I wanted to fit in. And I remember just having to deal with being different and I didn't appreciate that. And over time, I learned that, you know, this, my name really made me different for a reason and I appreciate that um, having a, a, a name that's unique reminds me that I am unique you know so and it always reminds me that um, we all have to be different in order to make this change and um, it helped me in forming who I am you know learning that cultural practices is really needed in today it's needed period because it helps you move forward it gives you that strong foundation so i think that's a really good saying yes because you kind of told a story as well of knowing where you come from your name kept reminding you and then obviously <laughs> you, you know where you're going off of the back of that thanks for doing that. that that took me somewhere as well now um second question what was holding you back from building your brand you know, sometimes doubt, sometimes doubt, or even if you allow other people's thoughts, um, doubt where your vision is, because your vision, sometimes, you know, you can be a creative pers person, and even if you paint a picture, and you say the sky's blue, someone will say, well, it's deep blue, or it's purple, and then you just get frustrated, and then you're trying to, sometimes if you're not confident in yourself, or 100% doubtful, you sway, okay, maybe it's deep purple or you know dark blue that steers you off and sometimes people who generally are not on your level um and that's because you've grown may hold you back because they don't understand where you're going and it's just whether you are going to um slow yourself down to their level and wait until they catch up with you but really and truly sometimes you just need to keep on going keep on walking so I think that's one of those things that have held me back sometimes thinking, you know, I should wait for other people's approval right. when really you shouldn't. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I think that gotcha. comes with age. It does. That's, that's deep because I, I think that, that, you know, that happens to anyone who's trying to put something out there with sort of the entrepreneurial journey it, it's it's like the imposter syndrome when you look in the mirror and you think am I good enough you know is anyone going to listen to the show is anyone going to buy my stuff you know I think it happens all the time and then you've got people that kind of put doubt in your mind as well I think firstly just cut those people out and just go out and do it as you said yeah. I totally agree <laughs> I totally you just agree. got to do it and then if you yeah. don't do it um, mm -hmm. someone is going to do it. You're thinking, oh my goodness, I, I knew I should have done it. <laughs> you know, you that see something exactly, and that's happened mm -hmm. over the years uh -huh. when I've had an idea yeah. and I've seen it somewhere, and it's like, that person stole my idea. You just didn't take do. that. I, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, we're all here to provide a service, whether in different levels of fields of services or, or, or creativity. And it's just taking a stand. We, you know, we're all going to reach one person on different levels. And that's really important. For me, it's, just, it's the same. It's just we've all got our own unique value to bring to the table. I totally agree with that. Do you do a lot of social media? Which is your social media platform of choice and why? Oh, see, this is the thing as well. I have not been that much of a social media person. I've just started oh, wow. this year. 
Okay. Um, really, I, I'm, I, um, I don't. Most of my work is word of mouth, really. Um, yeah, referrals, you know, from women. I think that's just the most powerful. So you started um, this year. Where, where are you posting more? What, what, what are you feeling? I'm doing more Instagram, Instagram ah. posts, and Facebook. I see. Um, yeah, I'm liking the Instagram posts, and um, yeah, I'm and really realizing that I can probably explore more of my creativity. You know, I started. My background is design. I did television graphics, graphic design. So um, I, I thought, great, maybe it's a platform I can just do a bit more of my creativity that I used to back in the day. And um, so I, I do like it. I do like looking at different, um, the creativity out there, people using this platform in their on their own terms and how they want to. I think it's just amazing. Visually, what's out there, just amazing. Instagram for you <laughs> that's awesome yeah um have you got a, a daily routine for myself is meditation so I wake up in the morning before I do anything I take 10 to 15 minutes now for the first few minutes I take myself to a happy place like growing up in Lagos for example riding oh, a bicycle wow. around the yard <laughs> yeah and just smelling the food it was awesome I feel myself for that happiness and then I go into like a prayer type state where I send blessings and healings to everyone in my circle my family and then I focus on the task tasks for the day and I pull this positive energy towards me and then I get up and go you know I'm fired up for the day is there a daily routine that you do that contributes to your success oh gosh I have a few daily routines depending on 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 the lot of person you know but if one of the main ones I like to just clock in on myself do meditation as well I like to do womb meditation I like to kind of clock in with my womb um like I said the womb is such a powerful it's it's it has its own I communicate with her as much as I can and I do a lot of visualization I do um breathing um when I can I like to read in the morning as well and I like to journal so I like I like to do that so it depends on <laughs> whether my daughter gets up with me and then we're either reading her stories and we do that. Um, but generally, I like to just do um, color balancing, some Reiki, you know, some any form of um, self-care practice in that in that way, you know, or the Arvigo self-care massage that really helps as well. So it varies, you know. I think females with seasonal, we have, you know, we're seasonal. We change. We don't have to do everything constantly the same. We we change because our our, our vibration change. So it's just happening to where we are at that what we need and how to fulfill that. So yeah, it varies. Is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Do Do you read a lot? Um, I do. I've tried to get back now. Like I said, trying to find that morning time to read. Um, I haven't read in a while, so. I've got a few books where I I used to read at night, but that didn't work for me. It'll just make me go to sleep. <laughs> so morning morning reading is it's is better for me. And um, I've got a few books that I like to read. Okay, and what what's a book that you can recommend for the tribe to check out, and why? Right now, the very good book actually I thought was very empowering was the placenta, the sixth chakra. I actually did a YouTube video on my daughter's lotus birth I'm, well, I'm gonna link even... it up as well 
Yeah, and I talked about what a lotus birth is and why it's done. And um, it was a very amazing experience. And I read the book, I think, a year later. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I was feeling about the energy of the um, about the placenta. And it just talks about the placenta, the energy that it brings, the how it can help women who have challenged births, how it can regenerate you. And just, you know, a lotus birth is also about planting, keeping the placenta after the baby's born and how you can plant it. Some cultures eat it, why they eat it, why they plant it. Um, afterwards, you know, it's, it was, it's a very interesting story. Sounds deep. I'm going to link it up in the show notes so the tribe can check it out. Now, um, <laughs> we're, we're rounding, we're rounding the show off with Drak, but it's been, so interesting talking to you. I feel like I've learned a lot and I hope the tribe have as well. When I go back and talk to my missus, she's going to be thinking, who have you been talking to? Where did you know all these things from? <laughs> so thank you for that. Information. Yes, yes. Um, I'm so happy and I could talk, talk to you all day. But like I said, we're drawing um, the, the show to a close and we ask a very deep question at the end. And the question is, if you had 24 hours to live, just think, what would you do? Gosh, 24 hours to live. Um, apart from just spending time with family, my children, my loved ones, I would like to just venture to all the places that I've always wanted to see, experience. You know, the pyramids, you know, Australia, just kind of see all the wonders of the world. I think that would be, those Those would be my special moments, I would say, definitely. And um, yeah, and just to... I think maybe just do as much amazing, crazy things which I could dare myself to do as well. You know, all the things which at first I would stop and just consider how crazy that is. I could die, blah, blah, blah. You know, like bungee jumping, all these yes. crazy things. <laughs> I think I would experience those. I would like to experience those things and just say, wow, I have lived. <laughs> you know, I have wow. seen this. Oh, this was great. Or oh, that was just crap. It sounds good. Now, we'll end the show with you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way that we can connect with you on digital. Enjoy the smaller things enjoy the smaller finer details of your life and just be grateful you know the more you affirm this daily the more your your life seems a lot more meaningful that's awesome and the best way we can find you oh gosh the best way we can find me is i have a website which is www.uduak.co.uk i can also be found on instagram by the name of uduak U. Um, also, Facebook, my Facebook page um, is Udoak. So I'm also going to be doing a workshop this coming October, Aha. my womb wellness workshop, October the 14th, a Saturday. It's, an, it's a one-day workshop. And um, you can find the details on my website or through my Instagram page. That is awesome. I'll link all of these on the show notes page so the tribe can connect with you and um, share all that goodness that you've got to offer. It's been an honor having you on the show, Udrak. For everything you do, we salute you and hopefully we'll catch you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was lovely talking to you. Hey, tribe. That was absolutely fascinating. Kicking it with your boy, Clef and the one and only Uduak Udondem. Now head over to the socialafricanshow.com for detailed show notes, links to connect with Uduak, 
links to all the resources we talked about, including the books. Catch you later, tribe. Peace.